Joining us in the studio, the latest addition to our Northern Tracks Independent Spotlight family. Uh, he is a gentleman that I've been following musically. I've been a fan of, uh, well, since I can remember being a fan of anybody. Uh, joining us in the studio is bassist, singer, songwriter, Jeff Jones. Jeff, what an honor and pleasure to have you here. Oh, thank, thanks very much. I'm glad to be here. Jeff, you have had an amazing storied career in the Canadian music scene. Uh, I just found this out dating right back to the early 70s, a band called Ocean, Put Your Hand in the Hand. Uh, that was probably one of the first bands that you were in that had a recording deal. Yeah, it was my first professional band, the first time um, I went into a recording studio. So Put Your Hand in the Hand was the first song I ever was part of a recording. How did you begin playing bass? How did you how did you start being a musician? Well, my my dad was a jazz pianist, and okay. we were in Chicago. Uh, moved to Toronto um, in '66. I mm-hmm. was going on 13, and um, I had received uh, a baritone ukulele <laughs> when I was about 11. All or right, 12. close to a bass, I guess. And, and yeah, and I for some reason. I tuned it to G, D, A, and E like a bass bass and started to pick out my favorite Paul Revere and the Raiders and Motown classics. Those were the things that got me going on music. And I understand uh, as you're going to high school, before Rush formulated, before Getty Lee joined Rush, you were the bass player. You and Alex Lifeson were doing some stuff. Yeah, yeah. We did, you know, it wasn't like a long-term thing, but we did play a few like high school band stuff. High high school band stuff and practice every Saturday at Alex's mom's (laughs) basement. Uh, So Ocean certainly changed your world. You become, at that time, were you then full-on a professional musician from that point on? Yeah, you know, I left school and did that and, Mm -hmm. and of course my dad was like, you know, Please stay in school. I'll yes. pay for your university. Just don't do it. Yeah. Because he was a musician and he, he is actually um, very fortunate in that he um, supported a family of four kids. But he and, knew how hard it was and so he didn't want to see very, you to have to go through that. That's right. And But he wasn't able to talk me out of it. Oh, I think it's in your blood. And boy, uh, you have really touched. Uh, I would say most important bands in Canada. You've been a part of uh, either their development or their continuation. You you must be on so many people's Rolodex. It's in, it's insane. I'm very very blessed. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been amazing. Like it just seemed like one thing led to another, and uh, I got to play with a lot of great people all the time. And let's let's go over this list because it is overwhelming. Um, from Ocean, Ronnie Hawkins. You're a hawk. Yep, yeah, and then uh, the interesting part about being uh, with Ronnie Hawkins was um, Greg Brown, the keyboard player from Ocean, mm-hmm. came with me as well. Ah, okay, and also in that band was King Biscuit Boy, right? Richard Newell, yes, the greatest harmonica I've ever, ever heard. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sorry for anyone else that plays harmonica. I think they would all agree that was the best I ever heard. And Jack DeKaiser, of course, uh, a, a was in the giant. Back then. Yeah, we were we were all in that band at the same time. Uh, then you joined, uh, you and a guy named Tom Cochran joined a band called Red Rider. Yes. yes. And boom, that blew up. Yeah, yeah. It, it was uh, amazing. We knew that uh, Ken Greer has so much talent. And uh, once we got involved with him and uh, and Tom's writing, mm. uh, things just uh, really took off from there. Uh, some other bands to mention, the Infidels, which you won a judo award for. 
Yeah, yeah, we were the most promising, which was the Kiss of Death Award. It, every time. You know, <laughs> and Erica M. was there trying to, you know, get rid of the, the jinx. Jinx, de-jinx yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> Didn't work. It was a killer first album for sure, but yeah. the record business, to be the way the record business is, yeah, yeah. that's pretty much all we had re- We recorded a whole second album that mm. was, re- we think, really good. It's sitting on a shelf it, somewhere? It, it's sitting on a shelf. It's so sad to hear. Yeah. Uh, you and I met back in the er, very early 90s, or uh, yeah, yeah, early 90s, yeah. uh, at the creation of a band called the Carpet Frogs, which was kind of like the who's who of Canadian musicians putting essentially a party band together. Yeah, yeah. And, and we always, uh, and we've kept the same philosophy to this day. If it's not fun, we're not going. Yeah. And, and really, it's just uh, five guys, and we play together, hmm. and that's it no uh no contracts no you know it, right. it's all See it a handshake split the money uh, that's it how do you uh and, and here's the question i wanted to ask you is how how does a guy like you just manage the business because you've got guys like tom cochran who you know want when they go out on tour that's who they call you when burton cummings goes out on tour he calls you when so many canadian legends are going out to tour they want you how do you negotiate well i'm on tour this time and i can do this show that must be a nightmare let alone knowing the material yeah well the material is ingrained uh, you know okay. i mean even when we first started playing with burton it didn't take long to for the material right. to to sink in because it's in your heard blood. it all your life it's in your blood yeah for sure um and and with tom of course a lot of the early you were there stuff, I was during there. the early parts yeah um but uh, basically how it works is we we just pray that there aren't conflicts we pray just that hope the dates work. that the dates are at different times and uh, if it happens that I am doubled, then there are really competent uh, people that, you can that, help them that we have uh, in place that, uh, so that no one suffers. You've had so many different transitions, so many different bands in your music career. Uh, this is, is this a new one, you as a singer-songwriter-artist? Well, I did do uh, in uh, 2001, I guess it was, okay. and in 2007, I had uh, I had a CD out in 2001 called Positive. It had a song that got a bit of play in the area uh, called I'll Be There, and then in 2007, I had an EP that uh, had a song called Money that I oh, yeah. uh, had with Michael Sadler yes. from Saga. Saga, yeah. Yeah, and so those were... Those were on uh, Bullseye Records, mm-hmm. and um, you know we did. You know I did Canada AM, and yeah. and that was all all great and everything. But it, it, you know it, it was um, uh, I was really busy doing the other work and stuff, so I didn't really tour it a lot. Right. But we really enjoyed doing the work. Ken Greer actually produced the the first record too. Um, tell us about Naked in Church. Uh, Naked in the Church came to me. Um, uh, Veronica Lowe at Roar Records um, contacted me out of the blue in December when I hadn't heard from her for like a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew that we liked each other and liked uh, the idea of, of producing music somehow. She was always involved in, she was involved with some um, artists that I found interesting. And, but we never spoke for two years. And then I get a note one day in December saying, I have this song. I'd really like for you to sing it. Um, if you'd like to do it, you can make it your own. 
uh, change what you want, add, subtract, uh, and we'll go and do it. And that's what we did. Um, it went swimmingly, in my opinion. And uh, everyone brought their best and just a great group of players. We went to Metalwork Studio. It's a great studio. And um, we're very happy with the result. With all of your diverse musical background, how did you decide what style to take into the studio for this song? Or did the song just decide for you? Well, um, they presented the song um, uh, in a demo form, and then once I took it, in, what I like to call, I take it into the shop right. and uh, get under it and see what's in there, and and uh, I was able to to um, change the key to a range that was more suitable for me, and then I found ways to uh, ways to present the guitar tone. It's pretty guitar um, heavy. Uh, acoustic actually primarily but it it gives it that that jangle and I found a way to do that on my own and then when I brought it to the band they were like oh I get that exactly and they, they put the pieces together that sounds amazing. Can't wait to hear it. You'll hear it quite often on our Northern Tracks Independent Spotlight. We're very pleased to uh, have that included. Uh, an honor, Jeff Jones, to have you in the studio. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.